I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We paid the last on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got satin shoes. Woods, if you don't mind me bringing us back here for the second half of Ben and Woods on a Thursday. Not at all. I would like to uh, send best birthday wishes to Tier 1 listener Kim Higgins, my mother. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, birthday second one. mother, Kim Higgins. Yeah, uh, after the show, I think we're going to do some lunch today. Oh, hopefully, a little birthday somewhere with uh, tablecloths, wherever she wants, obviously. On her, her probably, you probably make her pay. Yeah. No, oh. not today. Okay, maybe though. We'll see. <laughs> I'll I'll just get this. Done. Okay, it's fine. Happy birthday, Kim. Yes. We love you. We love you lots. This is the greatest lady, man. So sweet. Very sweet. Reminds me a lot of my own mom. Calm, mm-hmm. reassuring, mom, soothing, very like soothing. a good mother should be. My mom can always talk you off the ledge. Your mom hasn't didn't have to bear half of the burden, a fiftieth of the. It's funny because I was a stressed did. kid, and I, you know, I had a lot of fears and anxiety growing yeah. up, and she was so good at calming me down. And now that you have me. Basically, I have, <laughs> I've kind of. Settled in now, and I have I've I've kind of left them all behind. So good for you. She like finished. She did it. Yep. She parented, and she won. She really did win. <laughs> I mean, with the kids that she's churned out, uh, she's done a really really great job. I have said for a while, write a manual, and I will read it, and Hannah will read it as well, because our kids are nothing like her kids. Kids are like me, but you're early. It's still you've got time. It's it's not over yet. You're I'm, the first quarter of Parenthood still. God. Yeah, like this is a long, long time ago. Maybe the top of the second inning of Parenthood. Yep. We're waiting for uh, Rhines to get back to us. 
Which is always fun. Is he calling? No, I guess oh not. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Maybe Paul was trying him, but no, he's not there yet. That's okay. Let's vamp. Well, let's talk about the Padres and what we've got uh, going here. Obviously, tomorrow morning we'll be broadcasting live from A.L. Smith in Miramar. Uh, every show is going to be there starting at 6 a.m. We want to see good crowd out there tomorrow morning. We'd love to have you join us uh, all day long as we get you ready for Padres baseball. 507 first pitch from City Field. Padres and the Mets in the game one starting pitching matchup. Um, I think it's, has it been officially announced? I think it has. I saw that, you know, they're going to do their workouts today and then they have a media session with the game one starters and they say you Darvish will be there and Max Scherzer will be there. So that is your game one matchup. So the Mets are changing the order of their rotation because last weekend when they faced the Braves, it was DeGrom first, then Scherzer. So they're going Scherzer. As Casey Stern just joined us and said, you know, maybe this is uh, to give that blister that DeGrom is dealing with a little extra time before they put him on the mound. Maybe it's a strategic decision where if they can, you know, if they can win two games without using DeGrom, he'll be on full rest for game one of a potential division series against the Dodgers on Tuesday, which is not, I mean, it's not the worst idea. You had the same idea for the Padres in, in holding back Blake Snell. Different reason, though. Different reason. More um, more about, you know, Joe's numbers are not great against the Mets. Now, why would you throw him in game two, Woods he? Well, because if you do catch lightning in a bottle, you've got Blake Snell for game three if you need him, if you manage to win the first game. Um, I'm looking at some numbers of our Padres against Max Scherzer, and of all the opponents he's faced this year, now it was one start, Padres actually had the second highest OPS against Max uh, this season, 781. And there's some guys that that um, can handle Max. There's some guys that don't handle Max particularly well. Manny Machado's 8 for 50 against Matt, uh, against Mad Max. Under 200. Yeah, 160, two bombs, two doubles, five RBI. Josh Bell's 5 for 12, though, with a homer and three doubles. Will Meyer, 7 for 25, about 280 average, two bombs, two doubles, a triple. Um, Cronenworth, not a fan of Max Scherzer, 0 for 13. Profar, 2 for 11. Brandon Jury, 1 for 11. Alfaro, 174. Trent Grisham, 2 for 15. Nola and Kim, very limited between those two. Nola's got a knock. Kim's 0 for 3. Juan Soto. I mean, you're not going to find a lot of teams that dominate Max Scherzer no, top to bottom. You're, so. you're not. Juan Soto has three at bats. He's 1 for 3 with a home run. Well, so. they were teammates. Teammates. So they yep. didn't get to face each other very much. Wonder what Juan Soto learned, though, from being a teammate. An observant guy yep. like, uh, like Juan Soto might have some insights that he could pass along to his teammates. If I remember correctly, though, when the Padres beat Max Scherzer, it was the first day of the second half of the season. Yes. Um, and I believe it was Eric Hosmer who hit the home run off of Max Scherzer that Maybe day. It was so won't be doing that in this series against Max Scherzer. Or what I've been Josh, counting on. Jo- I mean, it's interesting when you look at it. I'm sure when you're putting together the lineup, yeah, you want Josh Bell is a lefty bat. I would absolutely assume he's going to be in there. Will Myers though is almost 300 hitter career wise against Max Scherzer. He's got to be in there too. Brandon Drury, not so much. One for 11. Do you sit do you Drury? Rest in a, in a, Drury, who's been one of your most consistent hitters, I mean, do you, play, do you play in in the postseason? I mean, do you play those matchups? That's weird. I mean, do you put Drury at second and, and sit Cronenworth if he really can't, can't hit not having, Max Scherzer? I can't, I can't picture him not being out there, That seems like though. a move uh, another NL West manager would make in October. Overthinking things. Overthinking. But you can't and put them all in there. No, they all can't be I in mean, there. I mean, Bell... Myers and Drury, 
probably one of them will have to to sit in yeah. this game. Unless it, you unless you don't start Grisham and you put Myers, Myers out in center, center field That's for it. the first playoff game, you could try that. I mean, that gets the hotter bat in there. Bell DH, Bell DH, you know, Will at first, Drury. Uh, no. All all signs would point toward you, Darvish, Max Scherzer being a two to one, three to two type game. Yep, and which if, means if it'll you, be nine seven. But if you know it's going to be something like that, don't you feel like that's where the defense of Trent Grisham could really make a difference? The one ball that he tracks down in the gap that yep. saves a run or two is just as valuable as going, you know, one for four with a double. I, I mean, you know, you'll take those strikeouts. If he saves any runs in center field that would not have been saved otherwise, that's all, that's just as good as offense. No question. Big outfield there in New York. Big outfield. I, I expect Trent to be in the lineup tonight, probably in the eight or nine hole, and and go from there, man. I'll take my chances. Uh, and, Tomorrow. And, God dang it. You do have, you're having a block about the day off between the end of the season and and the start of the playoffs. Maybe because this week has been a month long, just leading up to this. Well, tomorrow's going to feel like the longest day. Well, it'll be fine, though, because as soon as we're off the air, there's playoff baseball. So I can just watch, watching I can games get to get you to 5.07. Yes. I'm going to be exhausted. Just exhausted. Now, watch, should, watching your fourth game of the yeah. day when the Padres finally get going. Fine by me. We should let everybody know that you can listen to the Padres game here on the home of the Padres, 97.3 The Fan. Then, let's fill him in, Benny, on what we're doing after Game 1. Okay, well, Sam will have his post-game show. And then stay tuned for Late Night with Ben and Woods tomorrow night ben after, after Dark. Ben Is, and Woods after Dark. Are we in safe harbor then? Can we, we might curse? be. Oh, we good. might actually be. Is I don't know what Adam would say about that. Oh, I think probably, we know what Adam, probably Adam doesn't like when you say butthole. Big so. fan of Ben and Woods cursing on the air. I'm not going to do it, but who knows what Woods will do. What else does Adam not like but us ben to say? We're yeah. not saying it. We're just telling you what he doesn't like so us many to things. say. So many The post-post-game show, your phone calls, our reaction to the Padres game one against the New York Mets in the wild card round. Also guarantees me being so well, we because just, I have to drive yeah. up here. I, I have to be on the air. That's why you wanted to do it. We couldn't, we we couldn't wait night. around until Monday morning. There's no way. To react to all three games. Bro, all right. I, I well, here's wanna, how the series went. Good morning, everybody. I didn't want to wait until I didn't want to wait till Saturday morning to do it. Like I want to be on right after we got Sammy to, to do it. So his realistically, five oh seven first pitch three and a half hours. Ish. Yeah, it's yeah. a playoff Call game. So figure eight thirty. I think Sam has to do a minimum of forty five minutes yep. between forty five and an hour. So we'll roughly nine thirty to eleven. Eleven yeah. thirty. Yeah. So you know you got your plans wherever you're watching the game, eating dinner out. Make sure you finish your Friday night plans though with ninety seven three the fan and Ben and Woods a special live broadcast of the post post game show. Ben and Woods after dark tomorrow night. Excited. Very, very excited for that. There's not a excited lot of hosts who start at 6 a.m. and then are hosting again at 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's on true. On the same day. It's true. But we will be there for you because yep. it's a Padres playoff game. And there's only been a handful of these in 54 years of franchise history. Yes, correct. So, yeah, that's uh, that's exciting for sure, what uh, what we'll see. Yeah, um, and then as for the lineup, uh, you know, the roster construction, we will have A.J. Preller on tomorrow at 7.35. That's after the 7 o'clock deadline to submit the playoff roster, the 26-man roster for the wildcard series. So uh, we'll get A.J.'s reaction and, you know, why he decided on which guys. I mean, it's, you know, we're looking at the back end of the roster, the last last bullpen spot or two. Will, will Mike Clevenger be there, or is he going to stay on the – 
the illness injured list? Will they, you know, Stephen Wilson, Craig Stammen, the last guys in the bullpen, the last guys on the roster, they're going to carry 13 pitchers, 12 pitchers. Do you have a Brandon Dixon that makes it onto the postseason roster for the first series? There are some back-end decisions that uh, A.J. Preller and Bob Melver are going to have to make, and we'll be able to uh, discuss that with A.J. Preller uh, tomorrow morning on our management report at 735. I think we got stood up by the old Gray Wolf. He did tell me yesterday that it was a fairly busy morning. Okay. But this was the time that we tried to set up. So That's fine. Yeah, hey, we'll maybe, see what maybe, he'll, maybe he'll reach out. I mean, they're not in baseball mode at all right now in Dallas. Oh, no. He's not even really in football mode. Like he's the the new station he's going to be on is all is talk. It's just talk. It doesn't have to be sports or anything like that. So he can is free to to roam and do what he wants to do, which is you know that's kind of the dream. Um, but we do a lot of that banking here on this. himself, yes, banking himself, glory hole. There it was, glory hole. Uh, hope we come in here Monday and we're in the glory hole after beating the Mets. But even if they, even if we are, we're already then. Doubly stressed about a Dodger series that starts yeah, on Tuesday. Absolutely. Next week. I mean, let's be honest. The Padres Dodgers series from a couple of years ago, whatever. We knew that it was pretty bleak with the Padres pitching situation the way it was. Bullpen days galore. Zach Davies. You didn't have much chance in that series. Totally different this time around. And then with fans coming in to Dodger Stadium and Petco Park, Padres fans and Dodgers fans going back and forth. Smack talk on the streets, in the workplace. I mean, everybody has, you know, there's always some Dodger fans in your office here or there. They're, they're around. It's going to be very intense if the Padres get through this first series. Oh, massively. Very massively intense, intense. For this series against the Dodgers. And one of the reasons it will be is because Dodgers fans will be scared. They will be scared of that series. Their first playoff series, first meaningful games in, in months, as Casey Stern pointed out. And to have them come against the Padres, you know the team that would like to beat you more than any other. No matter what they tell you, prom, I promise you, they're scared. Well, yeah, I mean, series. you're, you're, it, and and, but they can also look at how they've handled the Padres and go, okay. But I mean, you got to show up. You got to show up. But first things first, man. You got to beat Max Scherzer tomorrow night, which is a uh, a tall enough order in and of itself. Max Scherzer lives. For these moments. Then, you that, know, if they don't, you know, Padres lost the first game against the Cardinals a couple of years ago. They can come back and win the next two. It's it's certainly possible. But it does feel like the the biggest moment for me is kind of the first inning tomorrow. And I know it's always the get off to a good start. But you, Darvish, traditionally, <laughs> the first inning has been the most problematic for you. And if he can get settled in and keep the pot, you know, keep it scoreless early, I love where the Padres are. Even no against Max Scherzer tomorrow, if the Mets score three in the first, clearly, yep. obviously, it's trouble. You don't want to stake that guy to a comfortable lead early in the game. So I'll be the most nervous, actually, early in the game. Then I'll probably be a little bit better in the third through the fifth or sixth innings. And then, of course, no, then you're a wreck. you get super like a super wreck in the last few innings. Yes. For sure. Yes, 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 yes. So that's, that's pretty much every game is going to go like that the rest of the way. Oh, God. Um, by the way, I, I may have been forgotten. We talked about it when the suspension was announced. But uh, the Padres will play anywhere between 2 and 22 more games this season. That's the minimum and maximum wow. of Padres baseball remaining. So, you know, you lose your first two, it's over. If you went to the final game 
game three, game five, game seven, and game seven of every series, you could play a maximum of 22 games uh, in, in the month of October here. All of those games, however many they play, do count toward the suspension for Fernando Tatis Jr., lop it off the start of next season, if the, and get him back faster. If the Padres had not made the playoffs, do we know the exact date he we was would going have. to yeah, return? We would have, yeah. It was going to be sometime in, in kind of early May. Early May, okay. Was when he was going to return. You can speed that up a little bit. Get that dude back like by playing more the second day of the season. By more postseason games. I think I mean if they played all twenty two, I think he'd only have about a ten game suspension to start Find the season. Find my me. Find my now, me. I don't I don't know if anyone's ever played every, every playoff game. game possible. I guess back in the day when there was only the World Series, you play the maximum seven every once in a while. But uh, with four rounds, it's probably gonna Woo! be somewhere less than twenty two. But that is the maximum number of games remaining for the Padres this season, and those do go uh, toward the suspension and, and lowering that number to start next season. Yeah, let's, let's whack a month off of that. How that would be that? nice. That would be phenomenal. All right, we'll see if we can uh, we can still find Mike Reiner later. If not, we'll get him on at some point. Yep. We do have Eno Saris set to join us later this hour, though, some more smart baseball talk. A full playoff preview, I think, is warranted with Eno Saris coming up. And our Rhino Report, uh, we're going to give away some uh, Aztecs football tickets and play some real or fake as well. Uh, later in the show. So stay tuned for all of it. It's Ben Woods, the segment brought to you by Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag EatGrubbies and EatGrubbies.com. We'll be back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite teams, station shows, even podcasts all on the Odyssey app? Download it now. Almost hit the post there. Close. A little early. A little early. I jumped the gun. I thought it came in a little faster. Yeah, you did. Uh, Let's see. Who are the... uh, We got some final winners of season totals. Obviously, you mentioned uh, Mets' Jeff McNeil. Won the batting title yep. in the National League. Luis Arias. Yes, uh, denied the triple crown to Aaron Judge. The Twins' Luis Arias uh, winning the batting Boy, title in the American League. That'll cost Judgey in uh, free agency, I bet. Not being able to lock maybe, down maybe that a, Maybe a dollar crown, or a dollar. two yeah. of the, oh, I don't know. I mean, 500, who, what, what's he gonna 600 make? million. What's Otani well, going to make after next year? Yeah. I mean, he is going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. He's going to get a state-of-the-art contract for a hitter and a state-of-the-art contract for a pitcher, it's right? Insanity. It's I mean, insanity. like a Max Scherzer deal plus an Aaron Judge deal almost. <laughs> you would think that would be what he should be worth in Major League Baseball. Uh, I think Jeff Passan wrote a column. The numbers for Otani are insane. Anytime you read any, as much as I'm convinced, and I do believe that Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP award in the American League, Vegas Passan o- agrees with you. By the Vegas way, Vegas odds makers agree with me. Those guys are rarely is off. I mean, it's it's a fairly solid number that he's the favorite to win it. Anytime I read anything about Shohei Otani, it's always like, oh, how could this guy not win? I know with everything he does, how I could know. he not? Not win at all, but um, yeah, you had the the old batting races. I used to love cheering for Tony Gwynn the last couple of days of Wasn't the it season fun down the in those stretch? batting races. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, it, let, it now people are like, oh, cool. And it, the players they still appreciate it, you know. And there's there's been players out there that have said, no, I, I want to get, a, I want to win a batting title. It's still important to a lot of guys out there because again, um, not to belabor the point, but hitting is really really hard. It's very very hard to do. Getting base hits is hard to do. Sometimes it's luck. Uh, sometimes it's not. Most of the time it's not. You, nobody flukes their way into a, a 300 season. You can fluke your way to a 400 average, Ben, for a couple of weeks. It, that happens all the time. Uh, and conversely, you can hit the ball like you're a 300 hitter and be batting 180. It, it Hitting's weird, but as it shakes out over the season, you know, I think guys still take a great 
great amount of pride in their batting average. So the last day, it was interesting in the National League, Jeff McNeil, Buck Walter sat him, protected that 326. Freddie Freeman almost chased him down, needed a three for four, yeah. and got. I think he got two hits. He ended up one point behind 325. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt was third at 317, and with two hits yesterday, Manny Machado edged Trey Turner for fourth oh, good. by percentage points at 298 for the season. Home run leader, National League, Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies, 46 home runs. Pete Alonzo, second with 40. Austin Riley uh, with 38 was third. RBI, Pete Alonzo, 131 runs batted in. Big year, man. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, second with 115. And then Francisco Lindor, 107. So the Mets with two of the three top RBI guys uh, in the National League this season. What about uh, the uh, AL? Uh, you want to do AL? I was going to do pitching in the NL oh, first. Pitching in the NL. Uh, wins. Kyle Wright of the Braves. The Braves I would have yeah. lost money on that one. 21 wins. Only 20-game winner uh, this season in the National League. Uh, Julio Aria, 17. Yu Darvish, uh, 16. Finished tied for third in that category. Uh, Urias won the ERA title. Uh, 2.16 over Sandy Alcantara, who was 2.28. Max Fried was third. And uh, saves, Kenley Jansen with 41. Josh Hader, second with 36. Strikeouts, Corbin Burns was first with 243. And quality starts, you Darvish. 25 man. quality starts. Fantastic. Man. One what more a, what an ace. Alcantara. Joe Musgrove also finished in the top five. In the American League... Uh, batting stats. We uh, mentioned batting the stance? stats. Stats. We mentioned Arise won the batting title by five points over Aaron Judge. Uh, in home runs, Judge, of course, 62. 22 more than Mike Trout, who <laughs> basically, yesterday. basically was apologizing for his offseason in which he still bombs. hit 40 home runs. He missed 40 games. And was second in the league. And, yeah, missed missed a lot of time. So that's still Mike Trout for you. Uh, Aaron Judge led with 131 runs batted in, same as Pete Alonso, I think, so they tied. Uh, just five more than Jose Ramirez. And then on the uh, pitching side, uh, wins in the American League, 18 for Justin Verlander, uh, one more than Framber Valdez. Uh, Justin Verlander won the ERA, ERA title at 1.75 over Dylan Cease, 2.20. Uh, saves Emmanuel Classe for the Guardians with 42 Five more than Liam Hendricks. And then Garrett Cole, 257 strikeouts, which was a new Yankees franchise record uh, that he set there at the end of the season as well. Uh, 30 more than Dylan Cease. Framber Valdez, quality starts 26. One more than you, Darsh. Man. Uh, for the American League and, and stat leaders most, this year. Most of the guys you mentioned in both leagues, they're all on playoff teams. Most of them. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you've got your Alcantara's not going to be. You've got uh, a couple other names that you just mentioned. They won't be. Dylan Cease won't be in the playoffs. But I mean, for the most part, this this playoffs is absolutely star filled as it usually is, man. But there are there's electric arms. I mean, Ramirez, what a sleepy year for Jose Ramirez. Nobody ever talks about monster, monster season, monster. And you know, going up against with the brilliant closer they have, some of the great starting pitching they have in Cleveland, you never hear about it. I mean, you look at the names, and I mean, very few other than Trout and Otani. Most of the superstars are participating yeah, in the postseason. They're going. Here. It's yeah. going to be great. All right, we will uh, talk to Eno Saris, get a full postseason preview in our Smart Baseball segment of the week coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Get all the NFL news you need from Odyssey's new podcast, First in Pod. Danny, Andrew, Pittsburgh, they will get you set up for each week. Uh, they're best friends. Well, one of them is Pittsburgh. The other one's in Chicago. They're separated by 500 miles, united by their love of pro football. New episodes every Monday and Friday. It is First in Pod on the free Odyssey app. Uh, if you want to talk baseball, though, you stay here. You listen to Eno Saris from The Athletic. Got the weekly segment here. We'll preview the postseason with Eno after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Happy Thursday, Padres fans. It's time for the super-polished, yet-to-be-named Smart Baseball Weekly segment with Eno Saris, powered by Seven Mile Casino, San Diego's premier card room, featuring California blackjack, poker, and baccarat, just seven minutes from downtown. Yes! Here's Ben and Woods on the home of the Padres, 97.3 The Fan. 162 games in the books, but now it really gets interesting. As the postseason gets underway, we welcome Eno Saris back with us on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. This is uh, the time of year we wait for, Eno. Good morning. That that full day off with nothing to do except think about the next game. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's, awful. A, it's a horrible horrible feeling and and it sucks but i want it every single year i we've done too many shows at this time of year for the last five years that we're like all right well next year is going to be a lot of fun let's talk some football and and it's not the case um i wanted to ask you you had a, a piece in the athletic eno thanks for joining us as usual but uh, talking about trent grisham and the kind of the the little 
part of it says, what should Trent Grisham do? Because only five qualified players in baseball swing at fewer balls. He still has an elite, an elite eye. But only two qualified players swing at fewer strikes than he does, too. It's It's been a frustrating watch uh, the last few weeks for Trent. We want him to dig out of this hole. We need him to dig out of this hole. What's going on with him? Yeah, I you know I think the 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 biggest eye opener for me was he leads the league in uh, called strike threes, yep. which I think uh, anybody watching uh, says, oh yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and so uh, you know I talked to him about it, and he was kind of like, you know, I need to just focus on what I do well and do it really well, you know. And I think that worked for you know a couple months in the le- in the second half of the season. We saw some power come back and he was walking and he was an above average hitter. But the problem is once you have a hole, uh, you know, in the strike zone, everyone's just trying to throw it there. And um, I think we saw it a little bit with Soto. Soto has the same sort of approach. He's like, I'm not going to swing. I'm not going to swing at uh, your strikes. I'm not going to swing at balls. Yep. I'm only going to swing at my strikes. And I think he likes the high strike. That's what I've gathered from sort of watching him. And uh, so everyone was filling up the zone low on him. And for a while, he was content to take walks and not swing at those because when, you, when you're targeting low, you'll, you'll miss low, you'll, you'll, you'll walk the guy some, you know? Uh, but I think at some point he decided, all right, I need to do something on these low pitches. And you saw him start to swing a little bit at the low pitches that were low strikes, uh, and he hit some singles. You know, it was, it's not a great place for him to hit for power. But he hit some singles, and he made the, the pitchers think about where they want to go next, you know? Um, and that's been part of him getting a little better. Grisham needs to do the same thing. He needs to find a way to do something on the high pitch. Otherwise, they're just going to fill up the zone with him high. And, you know, you've seen Kyle Schwarber struggle with this and figure it out. You've seen Cody Bellinger struggle with it and maybe not figure it out. So it's a huge deal to have a hole that everybody knows and everyone's exploiting, and you kind of just need to work on it. You need to, you need to figure some plan out for that. So, Eno, uh, we trust you. I need you to be straight with us on this. Earlier this morning, uh, we saw a, a rival site, MLB.com, ranking their playoff pitching staffs. And Woods and I kind of guessed, all right, the Padres, it, clearly it was the strength of an 89-win team, their pitching staff this year. I would have guessed maybe fifth out of the 12 teams, yeah. sixth. Fifth, sixth. We were right. both surprised when they were ranked 12th. Dead last. Of the 12 teams, are we overrating? Are we missing something or are they off base on, you know, where the Padres pitching staff kind of ranks among the remaining playoff teams? Like the Cardinals and its whole staff, Cardinals, the Phillies, the Phillies have a better pitching Uh, staff than the San Diego Padres. They got that wrong. Ah, Good. Good. Thank you. We're not insane. (laughs) We're not crazy. Thank you. Fine. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but have you seen the Cardinals' rotation? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, um, you think the Cardinals wouldn't want Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove? Like, they would trade yeah. today, today. Yeah, uh, by Winsor replacement, the uh, Padres had the eighth best staff. That's ahead of the Guardians, ahead of the Blue Jays, ahead of the Rays. Ahead of the Mariners and ahead of the, uh, the Cardinals. So I mean, it's amazing. Like, I've, so again, you see those things. You're like, they keep sleeping on us. Now, you don't want to get too mouthy about it because you could go out and get smoked because you're playing a really, really good. It's a really good, team. really good yeah. team. And and you did a piece also, you know, on Max Scherzer, and I loved what he said in it. You were, did you have a conversation with him? Was it you and him talking? 
Yeah, it was me, him, and Trevor May. Trevor May. We actually had like sort of a, a three-person conversation. It was, it was kind of cool. It's pretty cool, and, and Eno was kind of showing him some of the numbers and stuff, and he said, he goes, look, I, he goes, I pitch a lot by field now. I'm 38. I couldn't do it when I was 28. <laughs> yeah. right? like, and, and he basically said, I'd rather have a worse changeup by your metrics but have more feel and execution with it then to me, it's a better changeup, and that's what Eno actually says. This is what the numbers can miss sometimes: is that gray area between stuff, location, and what is really the most important part? Results. Results are the most yeah. important part in all this. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of uh, the my pitching model is to be more predictive. It's actually uh, really most powerful with somebody very different than Max Scherzer. Right. It's most powerful with a young pitcher that comes up, uh, maybe a young pitcher in the minor leagues, uh, with someone who doesn't have a track record. You know, uh, my model missed this year on Shane Bieber, and it's missed a, a couple times. And at this point, I have to say, well, my model's wrong about Shane Bieber, and Shane Bieber has proven year after year that he can do it. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter that he throws 92. Uh, so, you know, I don't look at the model as much when I look at a veteran pitcher, but you know, you know, back to the Padres, I think one thing that uh, people are missing is um, this was the sixth best uh, bullpen in baseball. And, I, yeah. you know, there were some moving parts and Hayter, you know, had, a, had his tough moments. And so I think people gravitate towards that and be like, oh, well, Hayter's all wild. And, you know, but they're missing, you know, how solid like Pierce Johnson, Stephen Wilson, even Adrian Morahan, like all these guys are really solid. And I'll take them over a lot of other teams' secondary pieces. So um, I think they've got a really good bullpen. I think they've, you know, and, and the way that I previewed this matchup with the Mets, you know, okay, you, you're not going to have a better pitcher than Jacob deGrom. And it's going to be hard to have a better pitcher than Max Scherzer. But they definitely have, you know, their third best pitcher is better than Chris Bassett. So if they can make it go three games and it's Chris Bassett in the third game, no matter who the Padres throw, that day, it'll be an advantage over Chris Bassett. So their big thing is you got to steal one. You got to steal one from Max Scherzer. You got to steal one from Jacob Degrom. That's that's all it is because they're going to have an advantage if they can get to Chris Bassett. Talking to Eno Saris from the Athletic, and Eno, you're you're so good with the numbers, but we also know in baseball the numbers are so good because it's such a long season. What what have you noticed that's different about the playoffs? I mean, do you th- really throw them out the window? Are they still somewhat predictive, or is just it just too that. small of a sample small? size to to really take anything into a postseason game? It's it's really difficult. I I ran the numbers to sort of be like what what correlates with playoff success, and there's very little there. It's very like in terms of like you have numbers to to judge the strength of the predictiveness, the strength of the relationship. And none of them have a really strong relationship. You'll you'll see little faint things here, like um, you know, batter strikeout rate is uh, pretty important in the postseason. A little bit more important um, than uh, it is in the regular season. So uh, that's something that the Mets have uh, as a strength. They were the third best, uh, and uh, in baseball, and the Padres uh, strike out a little bit more. Uh, they were ninth best. Um, that's one thing, though. Um, and then. Uh, I found that, you know, just having really good lineup uh, is, is in general is the uh, is the, the sort of best one of the best uh, things that's correlated with success. Everyone says pitching and defense, but uh, batting was actually a strong, a stronger relationship with playoff success. Oh, so. great. 
Um, you know, <laughs> the two things I feel like we're better at than a lot of teams, the hitting, you know, it's just been so streaky. It's just been so streaky with this team. And you feel like, you know, Juan Soto had been teasing us, teasing us, teasing us. Ben and I were just talking in the break, you know, about, man, the story writes itself. I mean, obviously he has postseason experience. He knows how to win a World Series. He's an elite, elite hitter. We've seen it in spurts. We've seen it in flashes. Uh, the power's been, you know, sparing since he got here. That that storyline, if that guy gets going, I mean, it changes everything for this team and that lineup. Yeah, and that's why that's why things aren't uh, super predictive in the postseason. I mean, for example, I just said that strikeout rate matters, uh, and it, it predicted most of the uh, the series last year in the playoffs. Guess which ones it didn't predict? The one the Braves were in, right? Because they struck out a bunch, but hey, they they had some guys get hot. They they hit some homers, and they and they went they went through. So. Um, you know, I think it's a, a good sign for uh, the Padres that Starling Marte is not going to be in this. Um, I think that reduces their power threats mostly to one player. Um, you know, maybe Alonzo and Lindor are the biggest power threats. So, and so then you're going to give up some singles because they make a lot of contact. I think the biggest thing then is to limit walks. Yes. If you limit the walks, you don't have any extra base runners. And then they have to string together four singles or three singles to, to score runs, you know. Um, so that's something that I would I would be looking for, and um, you know the good news is uh, the Padres uh, only nine teams uh, walked fewer batters uh, this season, so it is actually a strength of their pitching staff, and it's something that I would think about uh, maybe you know maybe with Robert Suarez you got to be careful, right? I mean that's not his best it's not his best uh, foot forward, right? Well, and I think the big thing is Blake Snell has cut way down on his walk yeah, rate in the second cool. half of the season. Some of the the bad By numbers come from change up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blake Snell early, but now uh, now he's kind of dialed it in, especially with the fastball command. Uh, Eno, before you go, let's just do a quick headline or two on each of the other three series because we're going to be watching these to kill some time, obviously tomorrow. But uh, first, give us some thoughts on uh, Rays and Guardians in that series. Uh, that seems like a pitching-driven series for sure. Yeah, no runs. Uh, no <laughs> runs happening. Uh, oh, by the way, you're right. Uh, the, the pitching staff, only three teams have walked fewer batters uh, in the second half. Uh, and so you're right. I think that was, that's the big Snell effect. Uh, yeah, Guardians raise. Uh, pitching is going gonna, gonna to be no runs. Uh, the, the Guardians are all singles. Uh, they don't have any power. Um, the Rays are all strikeouts. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be some one nothing, 2 nothing ones. I don't know if the Gar- the Rays have the bullpen they normally have to pull off what they do. So I actually think the Guardians might win that one. Mariners Toronto Blue Jays seems like a really fun series. This yeah, this Looking one forward to that one. The electric factory. Yeah, and it, it's a really interesting matchups because I think the Mariners have the superior bullpen uh, with some with some former Padres in there um, and uh, with Andres Munoz and Matt Brash. Um, we know, we know. And then I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's but, weird. There's three uh, teams: the Guardians, the Mariners, and the Brewers are just chock full of ex-Padres. Indeed. All three of them. <laughs> uh, I, I'll take the pitching staff for the Mariners. Um, it's a little bit closer in the starting rotation, but I'll take the pitching staff for the Mariners. I'll take the hitting of the Blue Jays, and I think that's just a key matchup because I think maybe the Blue Jays have the best lineup, top to bottom, in the playoffs. Um, so you know, my my heart, my brain says. Uh, pick the the hitters. Uh, my heart says pick the pitchers. And then Phillies Cardinals. Am I am I crazy or is Albert Pujols going to be 
Like the series will go. If they get production from him and get some home runs, the Cardinals could be tough to beat. If if the Phillies keep him quiet, then they may take this series. I think that this is my bet for the highest scoring series because um, I I like Miles Michaelis. Um, you know, I like Jordan Montgomery, but uh, the Phillies are going to have a an advantage in the starting rotation. Um, and then I think it flips a little bit over to the Cardinals for the bullpen. So there would be sort of fits and starts of scoring. But, you know, there are guys, there are gettable pitchers on both of these rosters. Uh, and the defense for the Phillies is bad. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be lots of ways that runs can, can happen. Uh, and both of those offenses are really good. And I think even without Pujols, it's, it's a really good offense. So, um, yeah, I, I, I said this will be high scoring. Um, I picked the Cardinals, but this is the hardest one for me to pick. I, I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see an obvious pick here. You know, uh, great stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday, hopefully before game two of the NLDS between the Padres and the Dodgers. We'll keep our fingers crossed and, uh, we'll talk to you then. Enjoy uh, the wild card round this weekend. Yes, it'll be fun. Thanks, brother. Our man Eno Saris, our Smart Baseball weekly segment on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I, I do agree with Eno almost 100%. The key for the Padres will be basically keeping Pete Alonso and a little bit of Francisco Lindor in the yard. I remember when you know Pujols came to town, and he's, he's still as hot as anybody. Yep. Padres kept him in the yard. It, got, it was close a couple of times. If they can do the same to Pete Alonso as they did to Albert Pujols, I really like the Padres' chances in this series. Don't give up the long ball. You give up a few singles, Padres have enough strikeout pitchers that they can they can stop rallies. They can get out of jams uh, with guys on base. First and third, one out. Padres get out of jams pretty well. But you can't get out of a jam if the ball flies out of the yard. That's instant offense for the other team. Stop that instant offense, and good things will happen for the Padres in this series. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, again, keep keep Alonzo from from jacking balls. Keep uh, Lindor. Can't overlook like a Mark Canna. He's got 16, 17 bombs. Hit one, I think, yesterday. Did. The, uh, you know, the Brandon Nimmo, those guys, the, the, the Nimmo, the Jeff McNeils. They're going to the be postseason hero yeah, under the radar types. They're, yeah, they're going to be pesky as hell. They're going to drive you crazy. But if you don't let them score, you keep the bullpen tight. Then uh, you know, do what you got to do. You can win that game. All right, uh, Paulie says we are going to get the old gray wolf. Yes, coming up Better here late than in never. our nine o'clock hour, so we can look forward to that. He's a, he's a funny guy. He is hysterical. I, phone, he doesn't. He doesn't. He. So we haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Last time I texted him, it was green. He had an Android. Now he's got a blue iPhone. Just learned. And he's, I think he's learned. <laughs> and he goes, like me. He goes, why don't you give me a call right now? He's like, I, I don't think I can do 9 o'clock. Why don't you just give me a call right now to test it, make sure the phone works. It works. It's a- for next week. Oh, for next week. I go, okay. So I call him and he goes, ah, hell, let's just do it here in about five minutes. <laughs> All righty then. Good Lord. All righty then. Radio Jesus next. Yes, I'm sir. Uh, we also, in our final hour, we'll give away some Aztecs tickets, play a little real or fake, give away a four-pack of tickets for Saturday's game against the University of Hawaii. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're only 24 hours away from being at Ale Smith and getting ready uh, for Padres playoff baseball. It is so close, you can smell it. Yep. And feel it. It feels so far away, though. It feels like fall out there today. <laughs> it finally does, does this morning here in San Diego. Fall. It's going to be chilly in New York, too. Uh, it's my supposed Ooh. to be a little bit uh, nippy. Nippy. Yep. nippy. In the bit. Uh, you know what? 
Padres hit better away from Petco Park. It's, anyway. it's fine. All right, we'll come back. Mike Reiner will join us from Dallas. Woods is uh, Idol, Radio Idol, coming up next on San Diego's Back in the Game. Number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 